Welcome everybody to Weiss Camera Action. I, of course, am your host Aaron Weiss alongside the Duchess of Dunwoody, the Sage of Sandy Springs, Erica J. Lavender. Hi everyone, I hope you're having a great day no matter what time of day it is. <laughs> and once again joining us is the Belle of the Bard, Maya E. Lavender. Hello. And so this this second one, this this was good. Mm-hmm. I liked this movie. There was there was a lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. This might be like the most fun Twilight movie. Mm-hmm. I definitely I, had a I lot of fun. I might call it that. Um, I had fun. Did you oh, have fun? I always have fun with Twilight. I think. I mean, I don't want to spoil what I think. But I always have fun with Twilight. I think what I'm, all I'm going to say is I think our rankings might be different. It's it's probably true. But um, before we get into the show, I want to announce that we've kind of been planning the next few series of Weisscast. Um, I'll, I'll get into a little bit more of that in housekeeping, but... This, of course, is Weiss Camera Action, the show where each and every week on your favorite podcast service, Erica, Maya, and I review movies slash series of movies. If you like that and you want to be a part of the show, go to patreon.com slash Weisscast, where our $1 a month tier grants you the ability to ask your questions that you want to be aired on the podcast. Or you can write in Darmok reviews. I still need to check the email. Mm. Thank Um, you, everyone who's been (laughs) flooding the email. We'll find out soon when we check it. As of as of the Santa Claus, we have not had anyone write in. <laughs> um, however, this is a more popular series than the Santa Claus, so who knows? We probably did. Also, the $1 tier gets you a mention in the credits as well as a shout-out during the show. Big thanks to our Patreon producers, Chrono Slinger and Pepe Danger. If you don't have any change to toss our way, no big deal. You can catch the show each and every week on podcast services around the globe housekeeping like i was just saying um for weiss camera action we have decided to kind of map out our series so just to kind of give you a little idea about what's coming up next we are going to be doing the dark knight trilogy and then we don't have a particular order for the rest of them but we want to be doing um taika watiti's filmography we want to be doing um, the Mission Impossible series, the Harry Potter series. Uh, we might throw in the High School Musical series. High School Musical. We got a lot of stuff in the in the in the shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we can get back to that later. The other thing is, Weisscast is on TikTok, and the first ever weekend update is live. So be sure to follow us on TikTok. It'll also be posted on our other social media, Instagram and Twitter. Why did I say Twitter? Just to make sure you were enunciating for the people. I think I wanted to say Twitter like TikTok. Oh. Twitter. <laughs> so now, <laughs> let's begin the show with what is, and forever will be, first impressions. All right, Loka. Impress me. Okay. Um, you know how last time I said I wasn't dazzled? Mm-hmm. I have been dazzled. Um, New Moon is so good. Uh, it has my favorite lines of the entire Twilight Saga. Um, yeah, it's it is it is a romp and a half, and I I loved it. That's a that's a pretty rave glowing review. review. Yeah, it's a pretty rave review. So for me, I think that this movie is overall like. I'm trying to think of the best. Like, yeah, I think there are moments in New Moon mm-hmm. that are more iconic than moments in Twilight. But overall, I think that maybe the movie goes a little bit slow for me sometimes. Or I'm just... I don't know. I think I just kind of missed the Cullens. Because I really like the Cullens. I mi- like, there was, like, hardly any Emmett in this. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think okay. that I was just missing some people. Um... And also, Bella's personality is so different in this movie. Like, I feel like in the first one and then in the 
following films, she has kind of a different personality than she has in this one, which makes sense because she's like sad because of what happened with Edward towards the beginning. He disappeared. So we'll get into that though. We will get into that. Anyways, I, yeah, it's. I think that my first rea- impression is like, wow, there's some great moments in this, but overall, not doesn't do as much for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this movie, and of course, last movie I said I was Team Jacob, and that just continues to be true. Um, we get a lot of Jacob and Jacob's um, tribe, and. Um, finally gets his haircut, which we'll get into in a second. Um, at one point, I very distinctly remember pointing out that after he initially takes off his shirt, it's like he pretty much never has a shirt on again. But like right after I said that, he had a shirt on again. But I want to say like a good 90% of the movie, he does not wear a shirt. This is correct. Um, and that was just purely to sell tickets. To- and also continuity of the wolf thing. And continuity yes. of the wolf thing. Yes. It, do, it Like, plot-wise, it does make sense, but, you know. But she could have written wolf lore that didn't require him to be Charlotte. <laughs> no, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we can all agree that Stephanie Meyer's probably a perv, so. Bless it. Let's slander Stephanie Meyer's on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably a better person than J.K. Rowling, so. There's so many Let's, let's slander lots of authors. <laughs> Dr. Seuss, am I right? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this is not the slander cast. This is voice <laughs> camera action. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's only slander if it's if you're spoke if it's spoken. If we were writing this, it'd be libel. Mm. I, I remember that from government in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that from one of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. <laughs> oh. Um, anyways, I think Erica might have some fun facts for us. I sure do have some fun facts. So, fun fact number one. The film's American premiere was held on November 16th, 2009, which in the lunar cycle is a new moon. You think they did that on purpose? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that actually is really cool. Isn't it? Um, next fun fact is just before Jacob almost kisses Bella, he's, and I know I'm not going to pronounce this correctly, but he says, Quap Kilotli, which means stay with me forever in Quilliet, hmm. which I always wondered what he said there because I just thought that I just couldn't hear him, but he is speaking Quilliet, which makes sense as to why I can ever figure out what he was saying. Um, Next fun fact is in one of the first scenes in the school parking lot, it is Bella's 18th birthday. And that scene was shot on April 9th, which is Kristen Stewart's 19th birthday. So it really was a birthday happening. HPD Kristen Stewart. (laughs) HPD Kristen. (laughs) And last but certainly not least, when what? Sorry. When Michael Sheen was cast as Arrow, he had no clue of who the character is nor what his characteristics were. He learned as much as he could, including the character's backstory from his daughter, who is a fan of the series. Hmm. Now he's pretty much like uh, Will Forte in that one episode of Parks and Rec, which I'm sure we will reference every week. <laughs> All right. You and Maya can reference it every week, and I'll just, I'll just laugh along. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to go to the. Everybody. The movie opens on Bella's 18th birthday. She wakes up from a dream in which she sees herself as an older woman, whom she initially thinks is her grandmother, Mary Higginbottom. Bella celebrates her birthday with Edward and the rest of the Cullens, whilst the Cullen household, whilst at the Cullen Cullen household, just Mary Higginbottom. <laughs> I think that's the actress. So the website where we get these is just ridiculous. Like they're very poorly written, and I I read them verbatim. Okay, I was like I. 
just the thought that um Bella's grandmother is named Mary Higginbottom <laughs> and her but her last everyone else's last name is Swan <laughs> is a lot for me to grapple with personally. <laughs> that makes more sense that that is the actress's name. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst at the Cullen household, where Alice has organized a party, she receives a paper cut. Uh, Bella receives this paper cut. This this makes it sound like Alice received know, the paper cut. I know. Um, whilst trying to open a present, this they use whilst a lot. You think they're British? Yes, from Esme and Carlisle. As Jasper hasn't been away from human blood as long as the rest of the Cullens, he can't control his instinct to drink her blood. Edward is forced to protect her by shoving her out of the way and then doing the same to Jasper. First of all, I feel like the only time that I would ever like protect you by shoving you out of the way is if there was like a bus coming. Right. In this instance, I'm pretty sure he could have just shoved Jasper. Or, like, it's such a thing that they always talk about, like, Edward's the fastest out of all of them. So Edward could have just scooped her up and ran while the others detained Jasper. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, like, such a thing that they talk about. Like, Edward's so fast. He's faster than the others. Yeah. Anyway. Um, The blocking in that scene is wild. The, like, fight choreography, again, a lot to handle. Uh, the way that he just, he fully throws Bella against a wall, like, like into like a glass table. Yeah. Making her bleed even more. And last week, one of you made the joke that he can't read Bella's mind because she has no thoughts. What's going on in his brain that he thought that that was okay? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why he can't read his thoughts or why he has to read other people's thoughts because he... Doesn't have any of his own. Right. If he couldn't read other people's thoughts, nothing would be going on it. <laughs> I gotta get Bella safe. Push. <laughs> like 10 feet into right. a glass table. Let so me silly. throw her out of a window. <laughs> uh, Edward is forced to protect her by shoving her out of the way and then doing the same to Jasper. Why does this keep happening to me? Um, Bella lands into, into a table full of glass causing her arm to bleed copiously nice. the cullens can't control their instinct to consume human blood and start to lose control except for carlisle who treats her arm after this event 22 year old carlisle <laughs> also can i just say like they're not actually like losing control they're just like oh that's a lot for me to handle i'm gonna leave the room none of them are like <laughs> Other than Jasper, yeah. the rest of them are like, "Ooh, that's a lot of blood. I'm gonna head out." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're fine. Yeah, I, yeah. They're they're all like that SpongeBob meme where he's getting up from his chair and he's like, "I'm gonna head out." Yeah, that's exactly what they all do. <laughs> um, Edward realizes it's too dangerous for Bella to be around his family of vampires and tells her he doesn't love her anymore and disappears. Bella, who is heartbroken, lies on the ground and does nothing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> He walks her out into the middle of the woods mm-hmm. and then says, I don't love you anymore and I'm going to leave. And then sprints away. And she, this is like, I think the only callback to her being clumsy is she like slips on some leaves or whatever mm-hmm. and then just lies on the ground. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is I think that it started in her backyard and he says, Come and take a walk with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they walk into the woods that are in her backyard. So I think if she had just turned around and walked back, she would have been back in her yard where yeah. she would have been safe. But she's like, I think I might run after him. <laughs> and she slips and, and it's just like, like, oh. <laughs> 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 um. After months of seeing Bella in a zombie-like state, Charlie scolds her and threatens her. (laughs) This makes it sound so worse than it is. So much worse than it is. Also, while she's in her zombie-like state, the song that plays is so crazy sounding. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry, I had to say that. Like, it's a crazy song. Charlie threatens um, that if this continues, he will send her to live with her mom. Um, And... Jacksonville. 
Bella starts to lighten up and decides to watch a movie with her friend, Jessica. It is here that Bella approaches a group of strange men she confuses with thugs. Can I say really quick that in this scene is one of Maya's favorite lines in yes. all of Twilight? It might be, in fact, my single favorite line in all of Twilight. Maybe even my favorite monologue in any movie. Um, Anna Kendrick's <laughs> little monologue that she does when they're walking out of that movie theater is so funny. Yeah. Yes. Again, I do think they just told her, gave her a few bullet points and were like, riff off of this, queen. And she goes, this zombie movie? was supposed to be an allegory for leprosy. And honestly, my cousin had leprosy and it's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) That is Anna Kendrick's best work. And then she also asks Bella if she's still doing that depression thing. And she says, of course I'm here for you, but like, is that still happening? (laughs) It doesn't just go away, queen. (laughs) Oh my god. She said, of I, course I was totally worried, but I mean, come on, like, eventually you gotta, like, I'm, like, I'm worried, but. <laughs> Again, Anna Kendrick's best work. Um, and then the vibes when after Bella goes with the quote thugs from the street, she, Anna Kendrick's vibes after that are like, also, where the hell have you been, Loco? But, like, in a different way. <laughs> oh, my God. Not so much, where the hell have you been, Loco? But for the hell have you been, hell have you been Loco? <laughs> um, she confesses, or confuses, um, these thugs with the ones that Edward saved her from uh, previously and takes a ride on the back of one of their motorcycles. Bella starts to see images of Edward trying to stop her from doing, but she refuses to listen. Classic Bella. Oh, Bells. Bella realizes she starts seeing a very realistic image of Edward when she's in danger. Bella seeks comfort in her best friend, Jacob Black, in which eases her pain over losing Edward. Bella starts to realize that Jacob is acting differently, and... Becoming increasingly dark and violent comes to the conclusion that he's hiding a dark secret. Needed to mute while I coughed. (laughs) Um, Bella later goes to the meadow. Isn't that nice? That's quaint. That's sweet. Where she meets Laurent. Ooh, Laurent's back. He's back. Also, I've looked up Laurent both movies thinking that I recognized the actor that played him. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it is, but it, he looks a lot like this one guy, and I I don't know his name either, but he was in Lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he was in a couple other things. He might have been in the, the Matrix sequels, but um, it's not that guy. Man. Anyways, um... He informs her that Victoria wishes to kill her in revenge for Edward killing her mate, James. Lawrence tries to kill Bella, saying it will be better than it would be if Victoria did it, but the shapeshifters arrive in time to chase down Lawrence and kill him. I Jam- will also say that this this scene has another great line in it when Edward is giving, like, the vision of Edward is giving her advice, and he goes, lie. And then she goes, um... Yeah, I see Edward all the time. He goes, lie better. <laughs> <laughs> also, the funny crossing yeah. over. A comedy. It really is a comedy. <laughs> Wait, okay, keep reading, because I think that this is about to gloss over some major stuff here. Jacob later informs Bella that Victoria is hunting her and that they chased her all the way to the Canadian border where she jumps off a cliff. Yeah, so it just totally glossed over the fact that Jacob is one of the shapeshifters. It mm-hmm. glossed over that the shapeshifters are wolves. Like, that's, like, a huge thing. Do we know this at that point? Well, because it just jumped to the part of Jacob later informs Bella that Victoria is hunting her and that they chased her all the way to the Canadian border. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, who chased Victoria to the Canadian border? You know what I mean? Just random people. Like, like that's what it sounds like. It's like, anyway... Yeah, so we find out that the reason why Jacob's been acting different is because he is a shapeshifter, a.k.a. a werewolf, 
but he doesn't have to turn into a wolf during the full moon, and he can decide when he wants to turn into a wolf. So, or if he gets really angry, or if he gets really angry, he'll just mm-hmm. kind of pop out. Um, like an animagus, much like an animagus, indeed. And there's another great scene at a different movie theater, I guess, mm-hmm. when they all try to go on a bunch of double dates, but everyone but Bella and Jacob and Mike mm-hmm. cancel. And Mike is like so ill. <laughs> 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 and he goes, I have to go home. <laughs> My favorite. Is he says that after Jacob and Bella have this intense conversation. Yeah. Jacob, like, I have feelings for you and I know that you have feelings for me. And Bella's like, I do, but I can't because Edward, blah, blah, blah. And it's very intense. And like, they're both like on the verge of tears. And then Mike comes out and goes, well, I gotta go home. <laughs> and then he, like, he's, Bella says something about like, oh, you must have that stomach flu that's going around. Maybe you should go to the doctor. And Jacob's like, I'll I'll put you in the doctor's office. I'll send <laughs> the hospital, buddy. It's like he's so, like, aggressive out of nowhere. Yeah. And you don't know why. And they also never really fully explain the, like, correlation between uh, werewolves and, like, aggression and that. Yeah. In in the movie, that's kind of glossed over that like he's so angry because he's about to turn into a werewolf for the first, the time. first time. Right. And he also is like running a fever, and that has something to do with it. Like it's there's so much going on, and they never lay it out for you. Yeah, it's like you see him very angry, and then like he's he doesn't show up for like five or ten minutes in the movie. And then the next time you see him, he's completely normal, Jacob. Like, happy go Yeah. It, it, the next time you see him, he says, where the hell have you been, Loka? <laughs> right. Right. It's like, he lied and said he had mono. Yeah, he did. So. Also, that's where the hell she's been, Loka. For those keeping track at home, mono does not only last, like, approximately a week. Right. <laughs> right. Mono will get you. Mm-hmm. Well, if you learn anything today on Wise Camera Action, <laughs> it is that Mono will get you. <laughs> it's coming for you, and it will indeed get you. Um, Bella, but Jacob later informs Bella that Victoria is hunting her, and they chased her all the way to the Canadian border where she jumps off a cliff, in which... Is the same cliff that Bella jumps off to see a hallucination of Edward again. It is here where Bella notices Victoria swimming towards her. And in a fit of panic, knocks herself out for a short while before Jacob saves her and informs her that Charlie and Billy's friend, Harry Clearwater, has died of a heart attack. Despite the warmth and closeness they feel towards each other, a quick succession of events later that evening try to tear Bella and Jacob apart. Jacob drives Bella home, only to discover that Alice is inexplicably turned up there. He recoils from her presence and flees to La Push to regroup. Why does it keep doing this? It keeps forcing me to go to the top of the page, and it's really annoying. I feel like I'll just say this while you're trying to find out your spot again. Um, if Bella knocked herself out underwater for quote a short while, oh she'd be dead. Oh, she'd, she'd be, be dead. so dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I ever get and knocked also, out underwater, <laughs> does does Victoria just swim away? Does she see Bella, like, bonk her head and go, ooh, yikes, I don't want any part of that, and then just swim off? No, I think it's because Jacob shows up. But it's I not, like, immediate, but yeah. It, the timeline there is very hazy to me. Because also, when does Bella wake back up on the beach? Um, and when Jacob is giving her... Yeah, but, but like, like, how I mean, long like, is what's, that? what's the timeline? Like, Air. minutes, Air. seconds, hours. Mm-hmm. Um, three, four... Maybe five. Because <laughs> she, like, she would need to go to the hospital for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, she has a concussion. Oh, she has water in her lungs. Like, she's not, she's unwell. 
<laughs> and we are okay with that. Yeah, you're right. Does, but does I guess Bella... they don't have a hospital anymore because Carlisle left. <laughs> right, wasn't Carlisle like the one doctor? The only course? doctor. Dang. Does Bella end up in the hospital in every movie? Uh, well, she certainly does something that should warrant a hospital visit, at least for right. every movie. Yeah. I don't know if she actually... Does she get a... Does she, does she... So, uh, even though she didn't end up in the hospital necessarily in this movie, she still did get stitched up by Carlisle, yes. who was a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that definitely... That could, counts as a doctor's visit. That could have been an ER visit. Yeah. That's like a recurring theme in these movies is... Carlisle's, uh, Carlisle being a doctor not in the hospital. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I found a spot. Because it will push to regroup. However, soon, he soon returns to apologize to Bella. They nearly kiss when the phone interrupts them. When Jacob answers, tells the caller that Chief Swan was arranging a funeral. The caller was Edward. Come on. Having received encrypted information, Edward assumes that the funeral's for Bella, thinking she had committed suicide. Grief-stricken, he departs in order to meet up with the Volturi, and Bella and Alice rush to stop him. Here's the thing. This thing has not talked about the Volturi yet. Yeah. So the reason... You want to explain? I was just going to say we need to talk about it. I don't know if I have enough, like, knowledge of the Volturi to talk about them yet. Sure. So the Volturi are like an ancient vampire coven. Like they've been vampires since like what five hundred, like the year five, like for yeah. like thou- over a thousand years for sure. Um, and they kind of like are the they like keep up with the laws of like vampire, like being a vampire. So like, yeah, if you expose yourself to like, your sparkly skin or whatever to humans, or if you, like, kill a human conspicuously and, like, drink their blood in front of everyone, then, like, you've exposed that vampires exist to humans, and then that's punishable by death, according to the Volturi. What's up? So Edward definitely did that in the first movie, and the Volturi were definitely not mentioned. When did he do that in the first? Oh, when he showed it to Bella? Well... Homeboy should have been straight up murked. He But told- there's, like, no way for the Volturi to find out about that. Fair. Right. So So like a large crowd like like Edward was trying to do. Yes, 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 yes. So the Volturi, like if you'll like this will come up more as the movies go on, but it becomes a thing where it's like the Volturi knows that Bella is a human and hangs around the colons and she knows that they're vampires. Mm -hmm. And the only reason they don't kill all of them is because Alice insists that she sees visions of the future that Bella will be a vampire. So they're like, okay, we'll make sure you turn her into a vampire soon because we can't have this human running around knowing the truth. Like, we need her to be a vampire also. So, like, if, you know, there's, like, the intention of, mm-hmm. like, creating a vampire out of a human, then, like, it's more acceptable, I guess. Okay. Anyways, so Edward's big idea here, it's a real Romeo and Juliet situation. Mm-hmm. Of, oh, I'm going to go to the Volturi, break the law so they'll kill me because Bella's dead and I can't live in a world without her. And the only reason that he thinks that is because Alice had a vision of Bella jumping off a cliff. Right. And then when I he guess called Edward could read Alice's mind and saw that. Yeah. And then when he called the to check in on her. Uh Swans, Jacob yeah. was like, Chief Swan's planning a funeral. Which like, dude, come on, Jacob. Yeah. Um, Which he was. He was planning Harry Clearwater's funeral, but, but it's like have obviously said it much different. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jacob, read the room. Read but the I room, mean, Jacob. he's, he, again, he's like 15. So <laughs> he has no critical thinking skills. Um, and it shows. So, <laughs> yeah. That's and then and then Alice got, gets a vision of Edward mm-hmm. sparkling in the sun with people around, and then she's like, "Ah, we got to go save him." Um, right. Oh, and last time I mentioned an a uh, vampire coven that 
when you were talking about familiars, mm-hmm. this the Volturi is in fact the vampire. I, I thought as much. I, I was referencing. Yes. I thought as much. Um, Alice and Bella both travel to Volterra to try and save Edward. The Volturi refused to kill Edward due to Aro's interest in his gift. So Edward decides he needs to provoke them by exposing himself as a vampire to the humans. Bella arrives on time to stop him. Felix and Dimitri arrive right then, under Aro's orders to bring Edward back. Seeing Bella, they demand that she comes along. Alice arrives to try and smooth things over before Jane turns up to see what was taking so long. Edward and Alice, knowing Jane's ability, instantly comply and return to the Volturi's headquarters with Bella in tow. After many conversations with the Volturi... They decide that Bella is too much of a liability, and Aro orders Felix to kill her. Edward jumps in to save her, and a fight ensues between him and Felix. It is not long before Bella is about to be killed herself, before Alice shows Aro a vision of Bella and Edward, proving the fact that Bella will become a vampire in the future, even if Alice has to change Bella herself. Aro allows them to make preparations for the transformation in which Edward has no plan to follow up. Edward, Bella, and Alice leave to travel back to Forks. Here, the Collins vote on whether Bella should become a vampire. All except Edward and Rosalie vote in favor of Bella becoming one. Jacob goes to Forks to visit Edward and Bella, where he reminds them that the Collins and the Quilliet. Quilliet. I can't say it for some reason. That's okay. Um, the Quilliet wolves have a treaty which will be broken if Collins ever bite a human. After Bella stops... Why are you laughing? <laughs> if they ever bite a human. I don't know why, just the wording of that's funny. That is terrible wording because they've technically already bitten Bella. Like, very technically, that's already happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess, I don't know if it count doesn't count because it happened in Arizona. Oh, oh, that's true. I was wondering if it didn't count because Bella didn't turn. Well, I, that's a great question. Or because they didn't kill her. Or because Stephanie Meyer didn't really flesh out this tree. <laughs> <laughs> it could be any of these things. Um, or, or maybe it was, like, weren't there not werewolves yet when that happened? Oh, that's so true. The we- That's so true. Wait, what? The werewolves didn't, the Quilliet like teenage boys didn't start turning until after that happened. But weren't some of the older of the tribe werewolves already? Well, they no, had- because they had no threat of vampires in the area to cause them to turn into werewolves. So, so I bet I you, if there had been vampires so. and forks like 60 years ago when they were teenagers then they might have been werewolves back then but mm-hmm. not anymore that's so interesting so the treaty didn't last very long at all but now it's yeah and it's about to be broken correct <laughs> um after bella stops edward and jacob from fighting jacob tearfully returns to la push edward asks bella to let him wait five years but bella refuses so he offers three years and she still refuses telling him it's too long in turn edward tells her that he will only turn her into a vampire on one condition. She has to marry him first. The movie ends on a cliffhanger with Bella stunned and the question unanswered. When you said that Jacob was asking her to wait five years or three years or whatever, I really <laughs> thought that you meant he was like, wait till I'm older. <laughs> oh wait for me. Um... But it's a vampire thing. Yeah, it's like, please wait. <laughs> um, it's funny that like that summary no, didn't talk a- at all about Bella's fear of getting older. Yeah, because that's such a big thing. Mm-hmm. And like the whole reason she wants to be turned so immediately is because Edward appears to be 17 mm-hmm. and like she already turned 18 so she's like older than him mm-hmm. and i think the whole thing is she wants to like look the same age as him right 
Right. She feels like if she ages too much, mm-hmm. then he wouldn't want to be with her anymore because he's only 17 and she'll look like she's 30 and it'll mm-hmm. just be. Yeah. And it kind of would be weird for um, not that, <laughs> not that, um, not that any of it's good. <laughs> yeah. Not that any of them look their age, but Carlisle and Esme for sure do not look like they're in their early 20s. Yeah. But, but also like, it's our, it's like it's a weird thing because Edward is 17 forever. It's like yeah, he's technically over 100 years old, but like he like when you become a vampi- vampire, you're like stuck with the interests you had when you got turned, you're stuck with the appearance that you have, like the personality, like he will forever be a teenage boy, right? Ugh. So like for Bella, if she didn't become a vampire until she was like 25, it's like, yeah, that I guess in a way that is kind of messed up because now it's a 25-year-old and a teenager. But in a much more real sense, it's always been a 100-year-old with the teenager. <laughs> so there's just lots of layers as to why it's bad news. And that's all I can say. Yeah. If she becomes a vampire and then they live for like a thousand more years, the age difference will really kind of even itself out. Absolutely um, right. But now, now it's just... Um, all bad. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast within a podcast. It's called Kadoobadoo. Well, I'm not really saying it right, but it's basically where we're cool dudes and we talk about bad dudes. So that's why it's called that. And my name is Erica and I'm going to be hosting this segment. Was that good? It's so amazing. Thanks. Um, So I feel like the bad dudes this time around, it's very interesting because the Volturi are kind of like the underlying bad dudes a little bit, but not really until the end because... We get introduced to who the Volturi are at the beginning, like Edward explains it like in maybe the first 10 minutes of the movie, but we don't actually see the Volturi until the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird to call them the bad dudes for me because they're not really present for most of it. Like the other option would be Victoria. Who's like in five minutes of right, it. Right, exactly. So it, for I've been thinking about this, like who are we going to focus on for this segment i don't really know i feel like dakota fanning what's her name jane mm-hmm. is for sure one of the bad ones arrow is for sure too um i yeah i feel like they're the main two bad guys in the Volturi. some of the werewolves are kind of mean to bella yeah so but maybe th- they're villains <laughs> well i think that that's what we're supposed to think until we find out that like they end up being all buddy buddy yeah. right like, because she's like, oh my gosh, like, <clears throat> these horrible, mean, older teenage guys are being mean to Jacob, who's like a younger teenage guy, and forcing him to be a part of their club, and he hates it, and he's scared. Like, that's what she thinks. Yeah, she thinks he has joined a cult. Yeah, mm-hmm. precisely. I... So she punches someone in the face, who's like three times her size. It's very funny. I'd kind of like to propose Bella as the villain of the movie. Oh! tell me more so she's on kind of a self-destructive path Mm -hmm. and like i feel like she's her biggest antagonist in this movie Mm -hmm. and everything she does is self-harmful especially like in the first couple acts of the movie Mm -hmm. so i'd propose bella as the antagonist I would also just say uh, Edward left her in the woods. <laughs> Edward <laughs> might be the yeah. it was the catalyst for that spiral. So, so oh yeah, you're right. So maybe it's Edward again. Again. Wow, this, things are looking great for Team Jacob fans. Mm-hmm. So from the first movie, we have um. What's his name? James? James and, and Edward. James and Edward. In this movie, we have Edward and Bella. Edward, oh my gosh. And the entire Volturi. Yeah. And the they entire eat Volturi. a bunch of people at the end. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. You're so right. That was, that was very disturbing, that actually. Was, yeah. 
Uh, they eat a bunch of tourists. Yes. Like what? That that was actually like r- legit disturbing, and I had blocked that out of my mind until yeah. you just said that. So. And it's like very much corrupt oligarchy. Yes, absolutely. So I'm gonna put the Voltori, Edward, and Bella. And then I think they are more evil. I think the bad guys are more, they're more bad in this movie than they were in Twilight. Yeah, I think that the most yeah. more evil than James. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I don't know. This is how I'm doing it. I'm doing it by movie. Okay. So in first place, we have from Breaking Dawn, the Volturi, Edward, and Bella. Whatever. They're all the same movie. (laughs) From New Moon, Volturi, Edward, and Bella. And then from Twilight, the movie that started it all, James and Edward. Do we feel cool about that? We feel good? Yeah, definitely the stakes have increased for sure. So it makes sense that the bad dudes would be badder. You're right. The bad dudes are badder. Beautifully said. Who wants to go into some analysis? Let's do it. We can do some... We can talk favorite scenes. We can talk yeah. what was good, what mm-hmm. wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that one thing to talk about is that this is kind of the start of... Um, um, I... I... Sorry, go on. <laughs> this is kind of the start of the big controversy with using the Quileute tribe and having them be werewolves. Mm-hmm. And because the Quileute tribe is an actual tribe that actually lives in Forks. I know we talked about this a bit last time, but this is like. I don't the- know if we talked about this on air. Oh, maybe we didn't. I don't know. I don't know either. But go on. So I think that that's like something to bear in mind is that like. As fun of a movie as it is, it's also important to remember that, like, Stephanie Meyer did, in fact, kind of put the Quileute tribe, like, in their validity on the same level as vampires and werewolves, which is kind of, you know, Not her place to do, even right. a little bit. Totally, totally. Um, so that's one thing to think about. Um, but with that said... I mean, movie-wise, I, I do like them. I do like the, the Quileute tribe and the mm-hmm. werewolves. They're all a lot of fun, but you, you kind of can't, like, shake that from, you know, your mind when you're watching it, for me at least. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a difference in taking, say, like, New York and, a, like, a fictionalized account of New York. But when you're taking a town like Forks, which is probably under 10,000 people in real life and has a real native American tribe reservation. Like, and, and you're fictionalizing that you can only do so much with that. And like, if I took New York and created this fictionalized neighborhood, no one would bat an eye. Right. Absolutely. You know, but like doing this, and like using the real names of the tribe and like most people who know about this tribe know about it because of twilight yes and that you don't necessarily want that press <laughs> like you <laughs> if if stephanie and meyer had done them justice that's one thing but at the same time it's like oh all quilliet are werewolves <laughs> like you yeah. know like yeah it's weird it is a weird thing. Especially, like, from this movie. Like, it was one thing in the last movie when there was no... There were no werewolves there's yet. There's no, yeah. no werewolves yet. They were just, you know, hanging out at La Push. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, the whole movie doesn't focus around them, though. Like, No, that's true. Um, there's lots to discuss in the movie. Like I said, I love Jacob and Bella's dynamic. Me they too. they do seem like they have a good friendship base and they seem like a lot healthier couple than Edward and Bella, but apparently things might change my mind in the future. Um, Absolutely. <clears throat> I think right now is a really good time to 
check our Team Edward versus Team Jacob tracker um, just in the middle of this analysis, and then we'll get back to analysis. I'm For this movie, I'm still Team Jacob. I think that this Bella needs to be single. She I'm needs to date say, herself. She, you know? This is this is very much a Team Bella movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she really does not need to be dating either of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that. So I think that after watching this movie, like if I had just seen the first two, I would more so lean towards Team Jacob, but I also wouldn't think that Bella needed to be dating him during the movie. Right. Does that make sense? Like, I, I, w- I would think, like, wow, they would be really great together, and I hope that when Bella is in a better mental place, they could make it work. Mm-hmm. That's, you but know what I also, mean? it's also, like, she just straight up isn't interested. Like, I don't know if that's true, because... Well, I guess, I guess that is somewhat true, but I think that she just isn't interested because she's still thinking about Edward so much, but... She's getting advice from these people around her. Like, her dad says, like, sometimes you have to learn to love what's good for you. Like, that's a line that he says to her in this movie. Mm. And she's like, wow, okay, so Edward wasn't good for me. And obviously Jacob is. So maybe I just need to learn to love him. And when... Well, like, and then when what she, you need to be doing at 18. No, like. you're correct. You're correct. But, like, I can, I can see why... Like, I can see where it all comes from. And when she says to him later, when they're in the car... And he's like, oh, why don't you love me? And she's like, well, maybe if you could just give me a little time, I could get there. And it's just like a thing where I can see why, she, like, people want them to be together. And I can totally understand that, like, in, like, maybe years to come, if her and Edward had never gotten back together, that her and Jacob could have worked really well. But also, like, Bella probably would have went to college and found someone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and all, but all, like, I don't know that the vibes are so bad in both directions. Think? Yeah, because like the vibes between Bella and Jacob, I honestly do. If they were, became a romantic couple, the amount of like resentment and like jealousy that that relationship would have started on, like no, that's not true. healthy. The, the <laughs> amount of guilt that would exist, not healthy, not good, not cute. That's a good point, Queen. That really is. Emphasis on not cute. Emphasis <laughs> not cute. Um, and that would also become more complicated. We haven't gotten here yet, so, like, don't worry too much about it. But in the next movie, when, like, imprinting becomes a thing, you know what I mean? That would yeah. also get much more tricky when Jacob realizes I that he hadn't imprinted on Bella. And he'd be like, okay, so what do I do? Because I feel like he would always be wondering in the back of his head, like, when will that happen? And will that mean yeah. that I'll leave Bella? So, but we'll get to that in the next movie. Mm-hmm. It's all bad. It's all bad. <laughs> it literally is but, all bad. You know, real Except for Anna Kendrick. <laughs> it's all bad. We love. Um, were they born? Born, born in labs. labs. Now it's time, time to rank those labs. labs. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast and the podcast and the podcast where we... Rank the abs of people who have them <laughs> in the movie. Um, I am going to go on ahead and say that I'm 99% sure that um, Taylor Lautner's abs were indeed real. Yes. I'm not so convinced about um, Robert Pattinson's. Ooh. I'm, I'm oh not. Seeing, I've seen him um, without a shirt on post Twilight. He's kind of shredded, so I don't know. Yeah, but I'll I'll put it out there. Post Twilight, he might have bulked up for other roles. You know, yeah. So, like, I don't know that it would have been impossible for him to do that for Twilight. That's fair. It's just I feel like Edward is like kind of supposed to be like kind of lanky and skinny. And just the thought that he was lanky and skinny and kind of ripped a little bit is weird to me. Yeah, I could see that. But I don't like, know. I do not know the truth. But like this. Jacob is supposed to be. Oh yeah, shredded. Jacob's supposed to be shredded. And hence the whole ninety percent of the movie he does not have a shirt type thing. Yeah. But okay, so what I will say about the abs in this movie mm-hmm. is that as a child. I remember it being 
like everyone like this movie was big when I was like in sixth grade I think and it was like such a thing that everyone was like wow Taylor Lautner like amazing show-stopping spectacular but like that was just kind of like the overall vibe but I remember the very specific scene when they're in Volterra and Edward takes off his shirt to step into the sunlight that scene in particular was a big deal it's not that Robert Pattinson was a big deal it was that one particular scene people were like I am in love and I'm moving to Volterra and I am marrying Robert Pattinson just because of that. To me, if, are we really ranking abs or was it just in the song? Cause if I had to rank, I think that scene caused so much hysteria that I would have to Uh give him the crown. That is iconic in a different way. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That did did so much for the girls gays and days that scene. Mhm. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just part of the song. Okay. Um, I still kind of stand by it. I feel like there was there was a little embellishment on Robert Pattinson. Like part. while they were adding in the sparkles, they uh-huh. also added in just a little, a bit. little more definition. Just maybe a little more definition. Yeah. You Who's know? to say? Who's to say? But uh, Taylor Lautner. For sure, not born in labs. Those things were, you know, poor little sixteen-year-old Taylor Lautner worked too hard for those, and I hope that he never has to do that again. Sounds like too much work. I mean, he probably got in some kind of rhythm with it, and probably has kept it up. You know what I mean? Like, don't clown on him for being thick. Now it's weird. Like, oh really? (laughs) He's just healthy. Yeah, that's rude. He hasn't really been anything. He hasn't. Yeah, every once in a while there will be a picture of him and he does not look like he did 10 years ago or whatever. And people are like, that's weird. <laughs> LOL. Dang. LOL, why does Taylor Lauder look like that? Bless it. Because he's like, just a normal. Uh, I don't know. Cause, yeah, cause I hope that he's living off of his Twilight money and he never has to work again. I want nothing but the best for Taylor Lauder. Oh, I for sure think that he's living off his Twilight money and probably... Because- you know how we know? Because he was not in that Shark Boy and Lava Girl reboot. You're True. correct. He said, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm fine, thanks. If I'm going to reprise any role, it's going to be Jacob Black. <laughs> <laughs> a, a middle-aged, thick Jacob Black. <laughs> <laughs> Please, we love to see it. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. Except for the fact that he would, never mind. I would like kind of like a... Um, I almost spoiled something. Jacob Black-focused, like kind of, kind of like gritty movie Mm -hmm. you know or he's like i don't know kind of like a thriller almost Mm -hmm. where like there's like a vampire loose in forks and Mm -hmm. like people are disappearing much like twilight yes much like the first twilight but like it's focused on him and he's like like charlie deputizes him or something Mm. and like he has to solve the mystery and he's like rough and gritty and he's like kind of been away from the force for a little bit he has a little bit of a drinking problem he's sad because he lost bella you know what i mean like i'd kind of like to, i'd pay money to see that movie i like that yeah um taylor lautner if you're listening to this hit me up i got an idea uh, <laughs> <laughs> um now it's time for our Darmok review, and I wrote this literally as we were recording um, because I forgot, and I'm not perfect. So, Jacob, sniffing out vampires, Edward's European vacation. Where the hell have you been, Loka? <laughs> it's so good. We didn't talk too much about that line. We didn't, and you know, we did the same thing with the spider monkey thing mm-hmm. um, last week. So I think we needed we need to do Loka justice, you know. I guess we talked a little bit about it, but it's around the time that <clears throat> Jacob starts acting different. Mm-hmm. Um, Him but, and Bella haven't seen each other for a while. Yeah, Bella drives to Jacob's house. The first words out of his <laughs> mouth aren't "It's great to see you" or "Hi" or "Hello." It is Bella. <laughs> Where the hell have you been, Loka? <laughs> and Bella literally runs and jumps into his arms, yeah, like, so lovingly. Mm-hmm. Like, those words just, like, melted her heart. That scene was shot for a different movie, it felt like. Like, that made <laughs> n- no sense with what was going on. It's they so- They shot that 
for something else and we're like eh, it kind of works and then they just edited in it into oh. the rest of the movie it, it made no it just that's... the vibes are off maya that's so funny that you say that why would someone who is supposed to be full-blooded native american say the word loca i don't know <laughs> like there's just so much there that i'm like who wrote that line like they said oh. he looks kind of round he must be fluid and <laughs> oh no spicy oh, white no. jacob Spicy white Taylor Lautner must know Spanish. <laughs> and must also actually be Native American. You should just say crazy in Italian because Bella, obviously. Her name's Bella. I would have loved to see. Oh, you know what? Maybe. You know what? Maybe. <laughs> I would have loved to see the direction for this. Like, all right. So. Jacob, you're very excited to see Bella. You're wondering where she's been. There's the direction. Just make up whatever you want to say. (laughs) (laughs) That is another great example of them writing the first half of the line and saying, freestyle it, King. And he did. Yeah, it's like the line is, Bella, where have you been? And then, or maybe yeah. it's just Jacob generally is happy to see Bella do with that what you will. <laughs> Taylor Lautner said, "Bet." <laughs> I would love to read the screenplays for these movies because yeah, I I'm want sure to find know. Them. I'm I sure want to know them. what the actual lines are. I guarantee these screenplays are no longer than twelve pages each. <laughs> Also, like, who wrote these screenplays? Like, who is responsible? Who is responsible? You know what? This is also if I'm going to find out before the next recording. All right. Bet. I'll be on it. Be on it. All right. Um, now it's time to uh, score and review this movie. Last week, we gave Twilight a 6.7 collectively. Mm-hmm. That was the average of our three scores. Um, I'm going to give this film a six. I, I, th- I liked it better than the previous movie. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of laughs. Um, and lots of, lots of screen time for our boy, our boy Jacob. So, uh, I'm giving it a six. Solid six. Um... I'll give it a 6.5. I gave the last one a 7.5, and I like this one. I would say, like, a solid point less. I think that's fair to say. Um, Still a good one. Still has a special place in my heart, but I think it's it's just not the same for me. Yeah. Um, I'm... I liked this one more than the last one but I have a feeling that I'm gonna I might like Breaking Dawn part one more than this so I'm gonna give this a 7.9 whoa divided by three wow there's this one overtakes the last one by one tenth of a point new moon just inching its way past Twilight with a 6.8 score. That is amazing. In first place, we have New Moon with 6.8 and Twilight with a 6.7. What will Eclipse be? Who knows? Less than that, for sure. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) Violet says, what happens in Eclipse? What happens? (laughs) You know, I'm genuinely asking the same question, but it's because I've never seen it. Because, <laughs> nice. like, I know what happens in the Breaking Dawns, mm-hmm. and it feels like everything. <laughs> like, if Breaking Dawn just went ahead and happened next, do you feel like you've oh, been missing anything? Yeah, except for I do, I do remember one scene in Eclipse that's important. I feel like everything. So. It's very. Anyways, we'll have Anyways, much to get ready for next Bryce week. Dallas Howard next week. Woohoo! I really do like Bryce Dallas Howard, mostly as a director and a little bit as an actress, but she's good. 
Um, that concludes this episode of Weiss Camera Action. I am your host, Aaron Weiss. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Weiss is Right. Follow Weisscast or all things Weisscast on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter at Weisscast. Um, Erica, where can the lovely people? You can find me on Twitter at underscore lavender ICA. You can find me on Instagram at erica.love. We lost Maya for the last part of the episode, but her Instagram and Twitter are M-Y-L-N-L-V-N-D-R. Or on TikTok, you can find her at you can find her at newborn grandma. Be sure to like, share, subscribe. Peace.